Hi, everybody. I'm Deacon Dave, and welcome to Day 196 of Silence in a Year from the Aqua Podcast Studio Mm -hmm. on the Pocosin River in Yorktown, Virginia, Mm -hmm. at our home. Uh, We are here. It's starting to get a little dark, so you can see the yellow hues of the lights that are on in our Florida slash prayer Prayer room. (laughs) And so the title for today's episode is Earthly Speech is Inhabited by the Silent Speech of God. And Debbie, what is the definition, the textbook dictionary definition of inhabit? To live or occupy. Right. So it's really interesting. Think about this. So if we change that word, his earthly speech being Jesus, okay, is occupied by the silent speech of God. Mm. And it immediately makes me think, how often is our own speech occupied by God the Father? And I would often say, and the things that I say, or the Mm -hmm. things that I think, that they are being occupied or inhabited by someone other than God. God, the Father, right? And this can be in... In any of a number of ways, in the way we interact with people, we think about people, we respond to people, we make gestures at people, whatever the case may be, often these things are not occupied by God the Father. Any thoughts on that? Now, my wife, she's always occupied by God the Father, unlike myself. (laughs) Okay, Dave. Okay, maybe she's not perfect. <laughs> no, I'm definitely not perfect, and I'm definitely a sinner, and I'm not occupied by God 24-7. I said nothing about me being a sinner now. <laughs> so listen to this. In the second paragraph, he, he really goes he on. Let me answer the question. Oh, yeah, go ahead. No, what was the question? <laughs> Do you have anything to say, I think? <laughs> no, you said you're always occupied by God. Oh, okay. So I do make an effort to... Um, Always be positive and always be nice, always to be joyful and um, turn negatives into positives. So I I do work at it, but it's not always easy. No, it's not, especially with some of the stuff that comes at, at us at life. So this is interesting, right? When you think about silence and the power of silence, so often we're about to say something or do something. In that moment, if pause. we just stop and pause, right? Pause. Create a silent moment, if you will, mm-hmm. and then ask God to come into that moment, right? Because right? he's the eternal now. Give me the words. Give yes. me the words. Yes, or give me the ability to just keep my mouth shut, mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be, is very, very important point in what we're talking about. So I like this because it's Cardinal Sara says, he said, the whole life of Jesus is wrapped into silence. And then and mystery. Yes, and then he goes on to say this. He said, the silence of the crib The silence of of Nazareth, Nazareth. the silence of the cross, and the silence of the sealed tomb are one. Right. This is really very beautiful that all of these um, uh, critical moments, if you will, including his birth, his life, right, his his crucifixion, and his burial are all one. Pascal mystery. Pascal. The Pascal mystery. P-A-S-C-H-A-L. She's... She... I can't, I'm not allowed to say you're from Ohio. I don't know if any people from Ohio, I apologize. I'm always picking on my wife, but we, I say water. I'm from North Carolina, so it's okay. We all have our things. But yes, yeah, the Paschal mystery, which is, and I, before the episode, we were talking about this. It didn't, didn't catch that, right? But it is the life, death, uh, um, and resurrection uh, of Jesus. But this, that whole part where he dies for us is one. Right. And it's a, and it's a single silence that continues, if you will, if silence can echo to echo 
you know, throughout eternity. But I love the second one too. He says the silences of Jesus are poverty, humility, self-sacrifice, and his ability to completely empty himself out into our humanity, right? Which is Philippians 2. Yes, which is part of um, our foundation and the St. Clair of Assisi Retreat Center. Nice plug, honey, for the <laughs> retreat center. If you haven't gone, please join us there sometime in Hampton, Virginia. If you need more, just reach out to us on YouTube and we can give you more information on that. But th- yeah, this this self-emptying of right of God, who um, complete spirit with the Father, right, from the, from the very beginning, poured himself into our humanity to take on human form, elevating what it means to be human, right? Mm-hmm. God becomes human, man, right. right? And so it's incredibly beautiful. But when you hear this word kenosis, honey, um, this emptying, we're called to empty, empty ourselves. Exactly. Because there's so much junk that, mm. that we... So much secular world that we need to yeah. empty in order to fill it with Jesus's world. Yeah, to let Jesus fill us with himself. Right. And, and so um, it's interesting because every time before Mass... I will ask God to empty me of me mm-hmm. um, so that I may be filled with him so that I may do my work. Because, you know, there's a part of my pride and ego, you know, part of my my humanity that wants um, uh, wants to think that I'm doing things, that that I'm I'm I'm, I'm doing well. And I'm, if I give a homily, I'm doing a great job. And I just have to we all have to remember that all good things come, come from Jesus. Exactly. And so he's always going to be the he's the one the source sourcing. of the movement. Yes, he he's the source. Source he's, of the mover. He is, and and so we have to remember this and to keep this in mind. I'm about to come to you. Oh no! So, what are your thoughts? <laughs> Any thoughts from you? What are my thoughts? Um, well, I've learned a lot of this along the way of growing my relationship with Christ, and we need to focus on um, be selfless as opposed to selfish. And I've also learned. Um, surrendering to not try to be in control of things and to allow yourself to surrender the things that maybe you're trying to control um to jesus and it's much more happier place you must have helped cardinal sarah write this because see you said selfless he said self-sacrifice you said surrender, which takes a huge amount of humility, right? And even poverty, right? We hear poverty of spirit in the, in, in the, in the speech on the Mount of the Beatitudes from Jesus. And this poverty is really this realization that we have to wholly and completely depend on God. Right. That we're poor in spirit. Exactly. Not, yeah, right. So sacrifice and humility are um, really in and of themselves exactly who Jesus is and who he calls us to be. So um, takeaway question. Where in your life do you need to show um, more self-sacrifice, or as Debbie said, um, humility humility and self-emptying? Let's pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we ask that you would reveal to us those ways in our life where we need to be more like you. And I ask that you bless everyone in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. See you. See you. (laughs) Bye. Bye.